Hello and welcome to the Rosewood Weekly Sermon Podcast. This is Pastor Andy, and we are continuing in our sermon series called What We Believe, where we have been engaging with the fundamentals of Christian belief. Last week we talked about God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and today we turn our attention to the Holy Scripture. Now the Bible truly is a book like no other. From a purely historical perspective, it acts as a tremendous source of information about the ancient world. It is utterly unrivaled in scope, complexity, or completeness. As a moral teaching, it formed the history of the Western world, and it acts as the foundation for free societies and democracies worldwide. As a religious text, it contains within it the sacred writings of three of the world's major religions and the story of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible has sold more copies than any book in human history. It's also the most stolen book in human history. It's also the most banned book in human history. In the course of human history, no book has carried with it the importance and weight of the Holy Bible. So, what exactly do we believe about it? So, we're going to once again return to our Confessions of Faith, and we're going to be in Article 4 today of our Confessions of Faith, this one dealing with the Holy Bible. And it says this, We believe the Holy Bible, Old and New Testaments, Reveal the Word of God so far as it is necessary for our salvation. It is to be received through the Holy Spirit as a true rule and guide for faith and practice. Whatever is not revealed in or established by the Holy Scriptures is not to be made an article of faith, nor is it to be taught as an essential to salvation. Okay, let's break this down. The first sentence states that we believe that the Holy Bible, the Old and New Testament, reveals the Word of God so far as it is necessary for our salvation. Now, this is an action-packed sentence. There's a lot going on there. First, you'll notice that it takes the time to clarify that the Holy Scripture is the Old and New Testament. We do not give preference for one part over another. We don't teach that one part is more essential than another or suggest that a part of it, if separated from the rest, would be independently sufficient. Study of and attention to the entirety of Scripture is important for a follower of Jesus Christ because it all works together to reveal the Word of God. So what do we mean when we say Word of God? Scripture speaks of the Word of God, meaning sometimes uh, things that God has said. But Scripture also uses the phrase Word of God as a title, as a name, specifically as a name given for Jesus Christ. Just listen to the way that John's Gospel begins. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, not anything made was there that was made. The Bible also says the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. 
and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The writer of Hebrews says this, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. So Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. He is the radiance and the glory of God. That is, Jesus personifies everything that God communicates within the pages of the Old Testament. He is the Word made flesh. So when we talk about the Word of God, there is a subtlety that sometimes gets missed. While the, we, the, the term Word of God um, does apply to the words that God says, it is more than just a transcript. The Word, capital W, is more than words. It is the living, breathing truth, which was in the person of Jesus Christ, a living, breathing person. So while it is correct to say that the Bible is the Word, it is perhaps even more correct to say that it reveals the Word. People who cannot appreciate the difference, there's sometimes those that tend to get hung up on specific translations. For instance, there are those that say that the King James Version of the Bible is the only legitimate translation. And of course, diligent scholarship, attention um, to translation is necessary for any good translation of the Bible, but the living, breathing word transcends language and translation, but it is revealed within it. The sentence ends by saying, so far as it is necessary for our salvation, we believe that the Bible contains all information required for human salvation. No outside information, no supplemental knowledge is needed. If we jump down to the last sentence, we can continue this line of thought. It states that if something is not in the Bible, that it is not to be taught as an article of faith or as something necessary for salvation. All the items on this confession of faith, these 16 items that we hold to as Rosewood Church, can be tied directly to the Holy Bible. During the time of the Reformation, one of the battle cries of the Reformers was sola scriptura, which means in Latin, by Scripture alone. That is, by Scripture alone is the revelation of God given. This was a response to the Roman Catholic understanding that, that God's revelation was given in other ways, and once given, became binding and authority as Scripture is binding and authoritative. So, sola scriptura is a fairly universal understanding within Protestantism and is reflected in our confession of faith. To put it plainly, if a church leader or a church itself ever levies requirements for belief and action beyond what is in Scripture, they are doing so on their own authority, not the authority of God. 
If we then jump back a little bit, we're going to see the sentence which asserts that the Holy Scripture is received through the Holy Spirit as the true rule and guide for faith and practice. The Holy Scripture is revealed to us as the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. You can think of this a little bit as a hidden message of sorts. It's not a perfect analogy, but let's use it for a minute here. So often, before or after Jesus would tell a story, he would say, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And that was his way of acknowledging that although everyone around him was about to hear his words, only the Holy Spirit could reveal the Word, capital W, of God within the words. Likewise, the hard-hearted can read their Bible today and there's no revelation to be found. If they're deaf to the work of the Holy Spirit, it will be meaningless. Jesus said this in Matthew 11. He said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hidden these things from the wise and the learned, and you have revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Finally, we focus on the fact that the Holy Bible is our truth and our guide. In a world of relative truth, where we encourage people to speak their truth and live their truth, the Christian stands apart in asserting that there is only one truth. It is the truth of God, revealed in Holy Scripture, made flesh in Jesus. Jesus said this of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If the Word of God says this about himself, then we have no other truth. Living and applying this truth, then, is our aim. We know that the Holy Bible is sufficient for all truth and that it is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Our part is to engage with Scripture regularly at home, in groups, and at church, so that we can be continuously forming our lives in the power of that Holy Spirit revealed Word. Each of you, each of you are under the authority of Jesus Christ when you are a Christian, and you have within you the power of the Holy Spirit to read and interpret Scripture. From the lifelong Christian to the new believer, it is the Holy Spirit that brings that power. Next week, we'll discuss the church and the sacraments, and we'll focus on the purpose of the church and its place in the life of the Christian. Until then, join with me as I close us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the Holy Bible, your living, breathing word. Our true revelation of your truth. Lord, send your Holy Spirit upon us so that we may know it in its fullness, so that we may more closely follow all that it teaches so that Christ may be revealed in us. It is in his name we pray. Amen.